This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. As a person with a very deep voice, I'm hired all the time for advertising campaigns. But a deep voice doesn't sell B2B. And advertising on the wrong platform doesn't sell B2B either. That's why if you're a B2B marketer, you should use LinkedIn ads. LinkedIn has the targeting capabilities to help you reach the world's largest professional audience. That's right, over 70 million decision makers all in one place. All the big wigs, then medium wigs, also small wigs who are on the path to becoming big wigs. Okay, that's enough about wigs. LinkedIn ads allows you to focus on getting your B2B message to the right people. So, does that mean you should use ads on LinkedIn instead of hiring me, the man with the deepest voice in the world? Yes. Yes, it does. Get started today and see why LinkedIn is the place to be to be. We'll even give you a $100 credit on your next campaign. Go to linkedin.com slash results to claim your credit. That's linkedin.com slash results. Terms and conditions apply. Hey guys, quick thing. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by Mook Delivery, bringing you the food you love. Mook Delivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with Mook Delivery. So the only question left to say is, are you in? Order now on the McDonald's app and you can get reward points delivered too. So the ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus, rewards registration required, points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Hello and welcome to the Guna Tour. Back again with you guys for another episode of our Arsenal preview series. Firstly, apologies to those that are joining us live for the slightly delayed start. We've had technical difficulties galore before this one. You'll also probably hear that the microphone's slightly different, probably significantly different because for some reason the one I have been using is not working at the moment. Great. Uh, so I'm on the backup ones at the moment. But that's why you have a plan B. Otherwise, there would be no show at all. Uh, this is, as I say, the preview show where we look ahead to the next Arsenal fixture in which Arsenal will be playing their final Europa League group stage game against FC Zurich at the Emirates tomorrow evening. The movement of the train strikes means that there shouldn't be too many issues with fans getting to the game. That does unfortunately mean with the Brighton Carabao Cup game, there should be some issues. So those that are either going tomorrow or going to the Brighton game, or planning at least to go to the Brighton game, please do check on your travel arrangements for both games because they could be affected. But hopefully tomorrow's all well and good, fingers crossed, should be fine. Uh, I love this. Always, Jim. Gabriel Compressor has suffered an injury, and we're using the backup. We're using Rob iPhone earphones holding is what we're using today uh, instead of Gabriel Compressor. Um, anyway, let's bring in my guests for today's preview show. First of all, returning, it's Dom. How you doing, mate? You good, you well? Yeah, I'm very well. Thanks, Tom. How are you? I'm annoyed because you have a nice microphone and I don't right now. That's that's how I'm feeling. <laughs> <laughs> I can turn it off or turn it down if you want. It's no, it's all good, mate. It's all good. Uh, it's, it, I, I do what I do. I've just got to deal with it at the moment. Uh, and we're also joined by making his debut on the show. It's Dom. How you doing? Uh, Dom. I just said Dom again. Awful. Paul. How you doing, Paul? Sorry, Paul. <laughs> how you doing, Tom? Yeah, very good, mate. Now, I'm not as jealous about your microphone situation. So we're on a pretty even keel, in fairness. Uh, maybe the more that you come on the show, people start to invest. I remember when Owen came on the show, 
and then he started investing in microphones. But it just it just happens. It's a natural step forwards. But thank you for coming on the show, Paul. Really appreciate your time. And I'm looking forward to hearing from you both yourselves uh, about tomorrow's game. Dom, I'll, I'll come back to you to start with. Are you? Is there a frustration and awkwardness about this game? Because before the PSV game, we kind of would have hoped that this would have meant nothing. Now it's got an annoying amount of pressure on it, despite the fact you'd expect us to win it. But with the Chelsea game on Sunday, it's kind of this weird balancing act that Mikel Arteta has got to try and play with being competitive and yet being able to rest players. So how do you think he's going to manage it? Um, I don't know. I'm, I'm not sure. I'm glad I don't have to make the decisions that he's got to make. Mm. Um, you know, I'm glad that I can just uh, turn up. I'm actually going to the game tomorrow. First game post-pandemic, so I'm really looking forward nice. to that. Um, yeah. But, uh, but yeah, I'm... I'm uh, I'm one of those people that you know. For me, um, these are the the big games are the ones that we that we you know that we dream about. So all the ones that we 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 want to be involved in. And as annoying as it is that we've got an extra game that we really have to care about and and take seriously rather than a dead rubber, um, it's a big game and you know it's it's exciting. It's the Arsenal we're playing well at the moment. So um, so yeah, I, I I am I would rather not have the game, but the fact that we've got it, I'm just going to kind of try and be positive about it and. And take it as another opportunity to see the Arsenal play well. Hopefully, get another win, and uh, and yeah, and and avoid those extra games that, um, yeah, might have been challenging based on the teams that are looking like they're going to be uh, dropping down into the uh, into dropping down, moving across to the uh, to the Europa yeah. League. Well, so, uh, it, 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 it is a drop down. We have to be humble. Yeah, I yeah. know. Of course, no. I, yeah. I see what you mean. Yeah. Look, there's some really good teams, you know, dropping down into the Europa League. Um, ironically, we've managed to avoid, say, Atletico Madrid dropping down, who were kind of the enemies of us when we were first in the Europa League and we got knocked out in the semi-finals. Uh, I think that was potentially in Wenger's last season um, when when that happened as well. So that was a frustration because obviously the following year with Unai Emery, we got to the final and, and lost to Chelsea that year. So. Yeah, we've missed out on them, but there's some, still some big sides like Ajax by Leverkusen, Barcelona, in, uh, not Inter Milan, they progressed through at the expense of Barcelona. Um, but yeah, there could be AC Milan, uh, depending upon what happens in some of the other games as well today in the Champions League. We'll have to wait and see. Um, Paul, I mean, in terms of the way in which you're looking at this competition and FC Zurich, are you concerned that the extra pressure might cause us to stumble a bit tomorrow evening? Not really, yeah. Uh, I mean, like, People like Gabriel Jesus, just really experienced players in there, and I think they'll handle it fine. Yeah, me too. And I think that when you look at players like Jesus, do you think Arteta is going to be more inclined to play some of those more experienced players to ease them through what is a little bit of extra pressure tomorrow evening? I think, well, you're going to see by me team, but I think he's going to play Jesus just to get him amongst the goals. I think he's going to score some of that. Um, I don't think he was part eight. I don't think he was... Well, Jack is suspended, isn't he? Yeah. Um, and I don't think he'll risk Ben White or... Um, yeah. Uh, or um, Odegaard. Yeah. You know? Uh, so, yeah, I think it'd be a bit lighter than normal. Yeah, I think that's fair. Uh, and I think, Don, when you consider the balance that you've got to make with a game like Chelsea coming up at the weekend... It, it's difficult because you don't really know uh, how a, how a player is going to react after playing just four days later. There is the benefit of both games being at home, of course, so there's no travel involved, and we will get a proper, um, you know, we get a proper training session coming in as well before we play that game. Unlike you know when we had to play against, I think it was 
was it Southampton without a training session? Leeds, I think, was without a training session. So, yeah, that, that was tricky. So there's that benefit. Do you agree with, with Paul that playing Jesus is the right choice, considering the fact that, you know, we need to rest him? But, yeah, there's the argument he needs to go. Yeah, um, I, I kind of wrestled with that a little bit when I was putting my team together. Do I do we go with Jesus because he needs he needs some goals and Zurich even at home didn't really present many challenges for us. Um, so uh, so yeah, I mean, I didn't put him in my team. Previous spoiler alert: um, I didn't put him in my team. But oh, uh, yeah, sorry. That's all right. No, I was just changing your settings around because it was for oh, some okay. reason only coming through one of my earphones. I don't, I don't know why. See, StreamYard's going so weird today. Like, it's so there odd. are gremlins, Tom. There are gremlins. Yeah, there are. Um, now I can't remember what I was saying, but um, but yeah. Uh, so to, yeah, um, Jesus. Yeah, I, I nearly put him in, but um, my thinking is, um, and I, I won't go into it too much. I'll talk about it when we talk talk about the teams. But um, my thinking is um, maybe give them half each, but start with Enketia. Um, and uh, and yeah, and get get Jesus in, depending. I think I think he's he's a good he's a good impact player, um, and maybe that's where he needs to come in uh, tomorrow. Come from the bench, either when we've already wrapped the game up or with you know needing to get something from it. So um, yeah, I think that could be a good use of of, of his just the way just the way he is at the moment and, and where he is in terms of needing a goal uh, and where the team is as well in terms of you know where Enketia is because. Yeah, two nil to streamyard yeah, stream today. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's absolutely getting battered by streamyard. Absolutely. Um, yeah. yeah, I mean, there are going to be players that are going to be rested. One of those players, Paul, is Gabriel Martinelli. Now, I'm going to talk about this at length, uh, more so in tomorrow morning show. But I'm curious to get some of your boys' reactions to some of the news that's coming out. Uh, I was in the press conference with with Gabby earlier on, in which you know he was. I've never seen a player so committal when asked about his contract situation came out and just said, I want to stay. I want to sign a new deal. You know, uh, James Benj then just said, like, do, do you, all you need is a pen? And he was like, yeah, all I need is a pen. I've never seen a player be so, like, committed about talking about a contract. But that's that's great to hear, isn't it, that a player like that is, is going to be with us, we'd expect now, for, for the long term. Who are we talking to? Mate? Gabriel Martinelli. Yes, Paul. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, no, makes me so happy. So happy, and it's good as he is now. He's got like levels to come. He's got so many le- more levels to go. Mm. He's going to be such a player. I mean, when you consider the fact he's what he's nine, he's twenty-one, I think twenty-one, twenty-two, uh, and you're going to then renew him to well, you're going to get an extension on that. So you think it would go through to at least twenty twenty-seven. So you're looking at him potentially being twenty-six, twenty-seven in those prime years. What does it say about Arsenal Football Club that these young players are ready to sign for the long term with the team and not be tempted by, you know, the Real Madrid's, the Bayern Munich's, the Man City's of the world? I think it's just like they can all see what's going on, like the ambition of the club and Arteta and what he's bringing to it. And they just don't want to be on it, don't they? I mean, you, this is the first time you've been on the show, Paul. I'm interested to kind of know where your head has, has been at throughout Arteta's tenure. Have you always been a person that's like said, Arteta's the guy, you know, let's continue to back him or have you had doubts throughout his tenure at the club? No, I have. And um, like when um, at the end of his second, his first yeah, or fourth season. season, first full yeah. season, wasn't it? Yeah. And uh, everyone was like, oh, a bit shout. And I was thinking, no, we've got this young team. This young team's going to build and it's going to grow together and 
this young, inexperienced manager is going to grow with them and the whole lot's going to come together. Mm. And that, that was my thought on it. And I was just, uh, it seems to be that that's the way it's going. And Don, when you see like players like Martinelli, you know, and there's, I saw a, a report come out today. Um, it was just a rumour, so I, I can't suggest that it's, it's true in any way. But apparently William Saliba may have verbally agreed upon a new deal with Arsenal, which is obviously, if true, great. That's another player that's buying into this project. It, when you consider where we were when we were knocked out of the Europa League by Villarreal, you know, in the semi-final by our former manager, Unai Emery, that transformation of where things have changed from then to now, it's just staggering, really, isn't it? Yeah, it is. Um, I mean, no one would have believed. If you'd have said this time last year, um, we'd be in the position we're at, you know, where we'd be looking to tie down um, people like Martinelli, Saliba. I mean, Saliba at, at certain points um, over the last kind of two years has been like, is he going to stay? The manager doesn't fancy him. Is his mind in it? Is he the right person? You know, is he going to be good enough? There are all kinds of questions. And now when you think about it, like those questions are, are mental, you know. Um, but um, but yeah, we've come a long way as a club. We've come a long way. Um, I've always said, I've, I've always said that um, we, we struggled to replace two key people at Arsenal from the glory days, Patrick Vieira and David Dean. And I feel like we are at a point now where we have, I mean, we along the years we've brought in some decent players to kind of somewhere near around the influence of Vieira. Not quite there yet, even anybody that we've got in the in the squad now. But um, but in terms of strength on the pitch and strength in the boardroom, I just feel like we're a different outfit now compared to where we were um, a couple of years back, even um, a year ago, even. We're, we've, mm. we've come on leaps and bounds, I'd say, in 12 months. Um, so, yeah, it's a good place. I think it's a good prospect. It's a good project. It makes sense. I mean, we're, we're obviously looking at it from through roasting its specs a little bit, all Arsenal fans. But um, but yeah, you speak to, listen to pundits, you listen to fans of other clubs. Um, you know the, you know we all, all can't all be wrong. You know about about Arsenal and, and the the change and and the just the just the feeling around the club at the moment. Um, and that's why people like Martinelli and and um, and Saka and Saliba. Are like, yeah, I'm I'm down for this. This is this is where I want to be for the next few years. I pledge my future to it. Yeah, I mean, Saliba in particular, like, hopefully we get some really positive news come out from him in the near future because if you sign someone like that up to a new deal after everything that, you know, all of the drama, all of the story, all of the talk and chat and distraction that's been Saliba's career at Arsenal thus far, it kind of just draws a line under that. And it really does show you kind of that players are willing to buy into this. And then it starts to make you think about what players you can then begin to attract in the transfer market. I mean, Paul, when we come around to playing, you know, the Europa League knockout rounds, which will be obviously after the World Cup into next year, you would think that the squad that we have right now, and you consider we're all talking about rotation going into tomorrow's game, and we're thinking about, oh, do we have the ability to rotate enough and still take those games seriously? Surely you'd think, you know, we have to be able to strengthen and add players if we want to fight not just in the Europa League, but in the Premier League and the cup competitions as well. Yeah, no, we've got that players, definitely, if we want to push on in it. I just hope that they don't do what they did last year and go, we're satisfied where we are now, we're not going to push on. Mm. That's how it felt like. How worried are you hope. that that might happen? You know Arsenal. It's like, it does, it, it things like they go, you know, they sit there and go, no, we're satisfied, we're where we want to be, we're ahead of where we want to be, let's not push too fast or, mm. you know. That does scare me, you know. Yeah, 
I mean, the reasoning they gave last January was that they felt that there was no player out there that they could get that they felt was worth an investment that they could categorically say would be the right decision. You know, we all talked about players like Arta Cabral, I think, at the time. We talked about, you know, Val Veghorst, uh, who joined Burnley, of course, couldn't help them stay out. In reality, Arta Cabral has gone on to do nothing, you know, <laughs> Fiorentina. I've looked, I was one of the people saying, you know, we could have got him in. Uh, or whatever he's done nothing you know he's done absolutely nothing and you look back rather you know maybe blushing a little bit because you got it because i you know with him i think i got it wrong certainly on arta cabral as a potential option and it shows you that you know maybe we have to trust what they're doing and if they're going to go and sign someone it has to be the right player and you look at the business done under arteta and i do it's been solid you know it's got us to where we are now it's got us the players in that we've got it's got the ability to keep players that were joining before they came in like martinelli like saliba that both joined before Arteta was here, so that's that's going to be intriguing about how things change. Let's um, let's go to the lineups, uh, Dom. I think you're up first. Talk us through your team and your star player. If you could talk us through it as well for the benefit of the audio listeners as well. Absolutely, yeah, no worries. So um, starting with Ramsdale and goal, um, I I had to be honest. Uh, so I had a busy day today, so it was kind of late in the day that I picked my team. <laughs> you and, can't do uh, this now. This was well no, thought no, out. It was a long. It was well thought. Out. It was well thought out, but it was just late in the day and with no information. So I had no idea. I think somebody just mentioned something about Martinelli getting re- being rested, maybe? Potentially. I've not Potentially? heard that. Arteta didn't oh, say okay. that in the press conference, oh, okay. so that's not been All mentioned. Right. All right. Scrap that then. So, um, so yeah, so I started with Ramsden in goal, obvious. Um, back four, I've gone relatively strong. I I think, um, so the last time I was on, uh, Tom, I was here for the PSV game and... Um, I had Tommy Asu at right back because for me, Tommy Asu needs to play a few games at right back. Mm. Um, and um, I still think Ben White um, is been one of our most consistent performers this season. And um, I, I think he's one of the people that we can't risk. Um, he needs to play against Chelsea, I think, um, at right back. That's just how I feel. So Tommy Asu in, um, and um, I don't, I don't think we should risk Ben White at all in this game. Um, I think Lokonga, again, um, you know, just in case we need him at some point later in the season, give him as many minutes at six as we can. Um, I've gone for Vieira and Odegaard. One, obviously, Vieira's, um, so Shaka's um, not around. I feel like we need to have one of our captains on the pitch, um, at least for the start of the game, see how we go at half-time. Um, so I've gone Vieira and Odegaard. And also I want to see Vieira in that Shaka role um, without Shaka being on the bench kind of, tapping you on the shoulder, like, ready to come on. So, uh, Vieira, it's your position. You're playing 90 minutes. Go and show us what you can do as a, le- as a, as a left six. Um, uh, yeah, so Vieira uh, and Odegaard uh, ahead of Lukonga. And then up front, um, I went with Martinelli and Ketia and Nelson. Um, I think uh, I think I briefly mentioned around, around Jesus. Um, I think, yeah, maybe give him half each, but start with Nketiah. Mm. Um and uh, and if we're going to bring Jesus on, I would say bring him on for Martinelli. Um, if Martinelli's going to going to going to play, you're really hung up uh, on that now. Are you worried? <laughs> yeah, like, I feel like I've missed. I've, I've seen no news. I haven't seen the press conference. I haven't seen anything. So because um, I had such a busy day, but um, but yeah, I think I still stand by this team. And you know, I'm not sure if this is like my desired team or if or what I expect them to play. I don't necessarily expect this to be the team. But if it was up to me, this is the team I'd put out there. Fair enough. Good enough for me. Uh, Paul, uh, same stuff for you, mate. You talked through your selected team and your reasons why. 
Right. Okay. Well, Ramsdale, because um, didn't know what was happening with Matt Turner. He's um, still injured, as far as I'm aware. Yeah, that's what I thought. So, I thought it's got to be Ramsdale. Tommy Asu. Um, again, same same reason as Dom. He needs to have more runs out on the uh, right there. Uh, Turney speaks for himself. We haven't got Zinchenko. Uh, um, uh, holding, I've done holding and Gabriel together, so I didn't think Saliba and holding worked, and I don't think we should risk both centre backs. So, and I know holding and. Oh, yeah, why well, have we got back. Tommy Asu twice? I was going to say, <laughs> that'd be great. If we Is could get to Tommy Asu's. That's all me again. Oh, it's three days. <laughs> Is it Saliba and holding you wanted in there? No, no, Gabriel holding. Gabriel holding. So you can't even get it right yeah. when I get another crack at it. There you go. <laughs> Yeah, Gabriel Holding, so I just think that um, like they they work better together than Saliba and Holding did last week. I didn't think it worked at all. Mm. Um, El Nene, he's back back in full training now. He I is indeed. Be, he's, he can, well, he's proved before he can just come in, hold, and just perform. Uh, the kind of opposition we're up against, I think we can rely on him to keep it solid at the back. And that's why I thought if we go with uh, Lukonga, um, giving him that license being to go further forward and to express himself more because he ain't got worried too much about dropping back, I thought we, he might show what he's doing. Uh, Vieira, I want to see him play more. Um, and Marquinhos, and everyone go, what? But... <laughs> <laughs> um, when he played against Zurich, he was outstanding. Mm. Uh, and he's going to have that in his mind. And I know he didn't do well when he played for the under-21s the other day. He yeah. came off quite early. I'd like to see him just like go on there and go, you know, I've done well against this team last time. Just try and get that confidence back. I think he could do it. And he, he is a, he's a really good player in there. It's just the old confidence thing, isn't it? Um, Nelson. I don't want to risk Martinelli, so Nielsen has got a slot in there. Um, and, <laughs> <laughs> and Jesus up front, and I think he'll fill his boots. I really do. I hope he does. Oh, yeah, you've got him down as your five-star player. Yeah, I've got well. him down. That's it, yeah. Yeah, because he needs a goal. Um, it was funny in the press conference when Mikel Arteta was asked by Sky, um, what, does, what, what does he need to adjust in his game to score? And Arteta was just like, well, he got three assists. So, you know, if he gets three assists every game, I'm not going to complain about that. You know? and, and that's a fair point. You know, he's, he's got seven assists, I think, this season, five goals. It's 12 goal contributions across everything so far, which is a really good return. I'd love to see him score. And I, I agree with you, Paul. I think this is a great opportunity for him to score. And it's unsurprising that all three of us have gone with Jesus in our squads. So from two Tommy Asus to none, um, I haven't picked him at all. I've gone with the mystical and mythical Cedric. Uh, at right back, uh, bringing him in for his first start of the season. I think Tommy Asa will start on left against Chelsea. So I'm just kind of giving him an opportunity to, to rest. He has played quite a fair bit in the last few weeks. So just giving Tommy Asa a bit of a rest. But I, I agree with both of you about the option of playing him on the right and giving him that option to, to play there. I think that's absolutely fine. But just for me, I've gone for Cedric. Holding Gabriel in the middle uh, and Tierney at left back in front of, of course, Aaron Ramsden in goal with, with Matt Turner still not being fit. We didn't get any update on him, by the way, today. It was said that he had a tight groin, but it's 
it's quite a long time to be out for just a tight groin. So maybe there's more to that than meets the eye. And this was the last opportunity, of course, for him to play in the Europa League group stage. The other game you'd expect to see Matt Turner in is probably against Brighton in the Carabao Cup if he is fit. If he's not, US fans are certainly going to be questioning whether he's going to be fit for the World Cup. Uh, in the midfield, Mohamed Elneny returning. Uh, I've put Lokonga as my five-star player because I think that Elneny returning means that Lokonga can play in his more natural left-sided number eight role, which means that hopefully we should see the best of what he's got to offer. And if that's what we saw in pre-season, then we're in for a treat because he got goal. I think he was one of the highest goal-contributing players in pre-season for us. So if we see that Lukonga, then we're in for a real treat with him. So I'd love to see him play slightly further forward with Elneny in behind him and see what he can bring to the team. Vieira, of course, then in place of Odegaard. However, I love the point you made, Dom, about um, with Xhaka being out, having a captain in there. I think that's a really strong point, actually, that maybe not many people, including myself, have considered. So that's certainly one to think about. That said, we do have Holding, we do have Gabriel, we do have Ramsdale and Tierney. So maybe they make up for, for Odegaard not being there. Uh, and Jesus, who is one of the other uh, vice-captains, of course, who makes up my front three with Nketiah and Nelson. I think Nelson has to play this game. You know, he scored goals, he got an assist. Keep him in the team, get him in the team, get him playing, give him an opportunity. Yes, this is actually me giving him support and praise. I know it's not been the most common in place in the last few weeks with me and Nelson, but you've got to give him credit where it's due. You know, you can't let agendas fill your mind about opinions of players. If he proves you're wrong, great. It's for the benefit of Arsenal. So Nelson starts, hope he scores, hope he gets going and can cover for Saka if he is indeed out, which he probably won't be involved tomorrow. I'd be shocked. He might be on the bench. He did train today. Uh, he was at London Colney and came out with the boys as usual and trained as usual, but he has missed one or two days of training. So I don't think I'd risk him. Uh, maybe for like the last 10 minutes, if you want to give him a bit of a run out before Chelsea, potentially, but there's just not any need to risk him uh, in this game. Anyway, let's go to predictions. Chat box, it's your time to get involved as well by throwing them into the chat box. I'm going to read out some of your comments as well. There was a lot of good comments about two Tommy Asus, of course, being uh, in, in Paul's accidental lineup. Um, Greg says, Marquinhos and Nelson, hey, Paul, hope they are outstanding. That should be swell. Uh, Allo says, Lukonga has to play further forward as his poor performances playing at six will turn some fans against him when it's not even his position. I did actually ask Mikel Arteta in the press conference today, it was my uh, sole question of the uh, the conference, about whether or not Elneny being out has been a frustration because it's meant that Lukonga has had to play kind of elsewhere. And he was very complimentary of both players, you would expect. But I, would, I hope that... I think it's going to be a bit of a learning curve for me individually trying to come up with some better questions that kind of tease longer answers out of Arteta because he's very cagey. Any excuse to give you a short answer, he will. So it's uh, it's going to be an interesting challenge across the season when you get more chances. Let's go to those predictions. Don, we'll start with you. Scorers and scoreline, please. Oh, gosh. Um, I was hoping you weren't going to come to me first. Um, I did vamp for a long time to set you I know, up. I know, I know, I know. I should have been thinking about it. I was too busy listening to you. I thought I was just uh, just watching rather than actually being on the, on the show. Um, uh, let's go with, um, I think we're going to keep a clean sheet. Uh, I'm going to go with 3-0 and um, I am tipping Vieira and um, another Nelson Brace. Lovely job. Paul, same question. Well, I'm going a bit more. I'm, I'm thinking 4-0. I'm thinking one from Vieira, the same, and two from um, Jesus and an Elneny Screamer. Oh, what a return. <laughs> what a return. 
lovely stuff. Yeah, um, I would love to see Elneny return with it with a bang, and he knows how to score them. You know, we've got two midfielders now in Partey and Elneny that know how to score from long range. And I never thought I'd be saying that about Partey, considering some of the shots he had in his early part of his Arsenal career. Uh, I also had 4-0 down as well, which shows confidence. I don't know where it comes from, but uh, I went for 4-0. I'm going to go for a Jesus hat-trick and a Cedric goal, because it's just the memes, really. Uh, <laughs> Cedric scores, it's always funny. So, yeah, a hat-trick from Jesus and Cedric uh, with a goal as well. Let's see what you guys are saying in the chat box. Jason says 2-0. Uh, Amiris is 3-1 if Ramsdale starts, 3-0 if it's Turner. <laughs> Not much confidence in Ramsdale there. It won't be Turner. He isn't fit. Uh, Red Star says 4-0 Nelson. Kieran Tinney with two. And Jesus getting on the score sheet. And Nelson as well there as well. Uh, Rance is going for a 2-0 Arsenal with Nketiah and Vieira. Uh, Temi says 2-0 Ramsdale freak brace. I don't know what it is with you guys wanting to predict goalkeeping scorers. It's, it's losing its sheen. It was first started by Dan Robert, which is never a good thing to start a trend if it's started by Dan Robert. Um, but you guys have run with it. Uh, Mr. Undenko says uh, winning Arsenal 4-0. Now says 3-0 to the Arsenal. James Bond says 3-0 Arsenal. Uh, that's a shaken, not stirred scoreline. Uh, Harvey says 3-1. Uh, Inga, uh, Inga says uh, 3-0 Arsenal. We're 2-0 at half time. And then we can rest most of our important players in the second half. And Moin says 3-0 as well. Lovely positive predictions and optimism in the chat box. Love to see that. A massive thank you to my guests. Please do give and show them some love in the chat box and the comment section as well. Dom, thank you for coming back on the show. Really appreciate your time. No worries. Thanks for having me on, uh, Tom. Yeah, looking forward to the game tomorrow. As I said, I'm going to the game. So come on, you goons. Give me um, give me something to celebrate. The last game I went to, by the way, was uh, Olympiacos. So, oh, nice. That's a long yeah. time ago. Right. So pretty, when we got knocked out of the Europa League? Yeah. Oh wow! Yeah. Can you can My you worst... go tomorrow? <laughs> uh, yeah, it's fine. It's fine. It's fine. Um, so completely different circumstances, different level of team. So yeah, we'll be all right. We'll be all right. Yeah, fingers crossed. I did think that about Olympiacos though as well. To be fair, um, yeah. but yeah, yeah, no, I'm hoping that we find. No, thanks, mate. Really appreciate it. You can find Dom on Twitter at Dom C the DJ uh, on Twitter, doing plenty of musical stuff. Any shows coming up that people should know about? Um, yeah, I've got a show with the wife on Saturday on Twitch, um, again, at Domsey the DJ. And uh, yeah, so the Saturday, 4 till 6 UK time. Come and, come and vibe with us. We, uh, we play good music, chat a bit. And yeah, it's in this little setup here that gets turned around. So yeah, come and check us out. Lovely job. Yeah, I mean, I would love to do a musical thing with the missus as well. But the thing is, she hates the music that I listen to with a near <laughs> passion. So I don't think that would... Hates might be too strong. Um, I did drag her to a drum and bass festival at South Beats once and she didn't enjoy it. She <laughs> did not enjoy yeah. it. I mean, the vibe at a drum and bass festival is a unique experience for those. It's an acquired taste. It's an it acquired taste. taste. Yes. Yeah. Uh, it's um, people. I'm a pretty tame end. I'm very tame on the scale of drum and bass listeners, to be fair. Yeah. So my wife is, my wife is as well. I mean, she, she can stomach it for a bit. Um, she's from the jungle era, so she, you know, she remembers that. So, um, yeah, but she's very much hip hop R and B head. So, um, the show is a lot about that. But I get a bit of drum and bass. She likes a bit of drum and bass as well, so we get that in there yeah, as well. Sure. No, I always appreciate yeah. it. I've seen so focused on dimension last night. It was very good, ah, very good. Nice. But with the clocks going back so soon to it, by you know, yeah, it, you know, we got a train at midnight, and it was already one o'clock in the morning. Really, by then, so my body today was broken, um, yeah. and and I didn't drink because I'm still on my teetotal hype. So getting for a drum and bass like gig without drinking is quite an achievement. Paul, yeah. I bored you to death with drum and bass talk. Uh, you can give your own musical 
uh, talents a shout out if you would like. But thank you so much for coming on the show and making your debut, mate. You smashed it. And tell people where they can find you. Uh, Granddaddy Gunu on Twitter. Um, Love it. And on the Discord. Mm. Uh, yeah. Well, thanks for having me on, Tom. It was great. I'm going to go and have a whiskey, and I ain't got a clue what drum and the bass is. <laughs> I love that, mate. That's great. That's wonderful. <laughs> if, it, if it was a music choice of yours, what would it be? Uh, you know, I like most most music. I do like most music. I mean, I'm going to drum bass, clearly. <laughs> I don't know what it is. So I'll probably do like it if I, you know. But, um, I don't know. I, I, don't know. I, I listen to reggae. I listen to classical. I listen to rock. I listen to punk. I listen to everything. Love it. Yeah. Right. Man after my own heart, Paul. Man after my own heart. You've got to be varied. You know, I should yeah. say, drum and bass isn't my only love. You know, I love a bit of alternative rock as well. So that's that's certainly there uh, in the world. That's why I had Foles playing at my wedding. So there you go. Um, beautiful scenes. Uh, a massive thank you to Dom and Paul for coming on the show. Uh, you can find both of them in our Discord server, as our very well-trained Paul just said. It only takes one show, and they're already shouting out the Discord server. It works brilliantly. Uh, if you join up as a member, you can enter uh, the Discord server, get yourself on the show. It's always a pleasure seeing new people come on and join things in there. It's a great community worth being a part of if you enjoy our chat boxes. It's basically like that, but 24-7 about loads of different topics. Um, we will see you tomorrow morning, 8 a.m., to delve more into what Mikel Arteta said and Gabriel Martinelli and other news as well. Uh, everything that's happened over the last 24 hours we will be covering. Thank you for helping us reach 40,000 subscribers. Once again, really appreciate that. Uh, but other than that, it's been a real pleasure, and I will see you again very soon. And as always, up the Arsenal. It's the 90-plus minute. All your mates around, and you've got a McNuggets share box ready to go, and you know a late winner's coming. Your mates already got booked for a double dip in, and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Perfection. Order now on the McDonald's app for your McDelivery. You in? At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee, and terms apply. See McDonald's.com. This podcast is proud to be part of the Talk Sport Fan Network. Talk Sport. Powered by fans.